Welcome to Homework, the podcast by and for people who work from home. This is episode 237, Alternate Filing and Productive Systems, with your host, Harry Marks, and me, Dave Kilo. Hey, Harry. Hey, Dave. That was a mouthful. <laughs> it was. I'm kind of excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about some interesting things that I would bet a lot of listeners aren't familiar with. Yeah, and it's something that's new to me, and some, and it's it's something I, I want to get more into. It was actually mentioned by uh, a fan of ours, um, I think our own fan, uh, our, our only fan, I should say, um, Jackie, I believe her name is. Um, Jackie, my erstwhile editor. Yes, and uh, she had mentioned Zettelkasten, which I, I've been looking into more and more. Um, I wrote a blog post recently on Curious Rat about how I had heard wind of this application called Rome Research, which has mm-hmm. developed a sort of cult following around itself. And um, I'm not going to pay for Rome Research because it's like $165 a year. But what it does is it's it's called a, a networked notes application. So basically what it does is it has bidirectional linking. So you can create notes that connect to each other and you create these sort of webs that show you how all of your notes are linked. And it's sort of modeled on this system called Zettelkasten, uh, created by Nicholas Luhmann. Um, and it's essentially, it's sort of like your your basic notes app um, or, you know, all the notes you would keep in a notes, um, in a notebook, um, but they're linked together via tags. Uh, yeah. And the, the image I, that I keep seeing pop up is that of a card catalog. So, you know, all of these cards have a spot in the card catalog and they're tagged according to what they, they pertain to. If it's a quote about money, if it's a something you read in a book and it's tagged, you know, with whatever the, the – the topic is um, then, uh, you know, as you keep going through and adding more cards to the card catalog, you start to notice patterns and, and you start to notice connections among your notes. And so there are applications now like Rome Research, Obsidian, Remnote. Uh, it's at remnote.io. That's another one that's popped up. Bottom line, each note gets its own note card. So one thought or topic per note card, and then it gets filed away. And you just keep doing that until you've built up 10,000 notes or 50,000 notes. Um, and a Zettelkasten literally translates to note box. So you have a box of notes. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say on steroids cause I know how much you hate that. I do. I really do hate that, which is why I refrained from saying it, <laughs> but I bet I, I, I felt the moment where it was logically about to come out of your mouth and I watched you dance around it very, uh, yeah. gingerly. Um, I'm going to talk about the Noguchi filing system briefly, which is pure paper. Um, this is something I wrote about several years ago. Um, I even tried it for a while and found it pretty interesting. Uh, it's more of a way to, again, file information with the focus here being on what you're working on presently and what you are not working on or what makes it way to cold storage, or as the system calls it, the holy files, um, which is kind of fun. It was developed by a Japanese economist called, uh, Noguchi Yokio, and if I'm pronouncing that, <laughs> the fact that I am pronouncing that incorrectly, I apologize because I'm sure I'm butchering it. Before we get to both of those things, let's talk about tools of the week. All right. Um, I'll go first. It's pretty easy. We've yeah. talked about it before. We talked about it on episode 231, but very briefly, that was our home screens episode. Um, I'm choosing Dark Noise, which is a hey. background noise application. Um, and what it's for iOS. And what's really cool about it now is a recent update brought the ability to layer noises. So it has the basics like white noise and, and dark noise and I think brown noise, which is a funny one. And it also has... Um, <laughs> 
you know, the usual kind of background ambient sounds you would find, like thunderstorms and coffee house and that kind of stuff. And then there's like weird ones like mechanical keyboard if you want to feel like you're in a cubicle or in an office <laughs> building somewhere. Um, like air conditioning unit, traffic, you know, stuff that maybe if you live in a big city and you're on vacation, you want to bring the, the comforts of home with you. Um, but yeah, what's really cool is you can now layer noises so you can have distant thunderstorm on top of heavy rain on top of coffee shop. And then oh. you can you can work while listening to the sound of a thunderstorm while you're sitting in a coffee shop. So dark noise. <laughs> nice. I think it's your five... favorite your favorite coffee shop on a rainy day. Exactly, and it's it's I think it's five dollars on the App Store, um, and you get everything in it. it I, I don't believe there are in app purchases. Um, it's five oh, five dollars flat. So yeah, it's great. That sounds really really nice. Definitely check it out. My tool of the week is a follow-up on one I've shared earlier. A few episodes ago, I talked about Word Swag, which lets you make social posts that look really, really nice um, very, very easily. Today, I'm going to talk about Story Swag, which does the same thing, but for video. So if you want to make a story advertising what you do for a living over on Instagram or Facebook or elsewhere, or even a slideshow um, for either of the, for those platforms, it makes it so easy to just add your photos, add great-looking text, add beautiful transitions. There's a whole library of royalty-free music built in here. Um, and if you're the person like me who has no design skills at all, uh, an app like StorySwag can be a real lifesaver because you can produce great-looking bits of advertisement for social media without having to have a whole lot of skills, just like me. There is a free version, and of course, um, the free version pairs down things like what... Um, like templates are available, what text fonts are available. Um, but even with the free version, you get quite a generous selection. I've used it for a while to advertise things, and people have always commented on how great they look. So go and try out Story Swag on the iOS store, and I think it's available on Android as well. Excellent. Should we talk about alternate filing systems and ways yeah. to store information that people might not be aware of? Yeah, you know, we did a whole episode on Notes apps, and, and we talked about the usuals like Apple Notes and um, uh, Drafts and, and those kinds mm -hmm. of applications. And we, I feel like we touched a little bit on stuff like Rome Research, but we didn't really dive into it. And I haven't used Rome Research because I'm I'm not gonna pay I'm not gonna pay that much money for that application. Isn't it like fifteen bucks a month or something? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, it comes out to one hundred and sixty five dollars a year, which is just yeah. Way too much for me to spend right now. But there, there are open source alternatives and free alternatives. One is called Zettler. Um, it's mm -hmm. at zettler.com, and it's it's a Markdown Zettelkasten application for the Mac. Um, there's yeah. also Obsidian, which I downloaded. It's in beta right now, but it it looks and functions very similarly to uh, Rome Research. It's like it's got the dark theme, um, and it's supposed to network and link all your at your notes together. Um, so that's that's a possibility. And I wrote this blog post on my on my blog and um, about how I downloaded Obsidian. And I was like, okay, now what? Because I didn't really know what to do with it. And <laughs> I like I, I have my systems. I have drafts for my my quick one-off notes that I don't really need to worry about. Or if I want to yep. compose a, a draft email that I'm going to send later or a tweet that I'm going to publish later, I'll throw it in drafts and then I'll process it out of drafts and then it's done. Yeah. I do use drafts as a repository. I have an outline for one of my novels in there. I have like character sketches. I have... Um, confirmation numbers from dealing with different companies and, and stuff for like service appointments and things. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's that, but I don't really have a place where like, if I read something and I want to remember that later, other than the commonplace book, that is a physical notebook on my desk. I don't have anything that I would, 
use that I would retain that information in. I, w- I might highlight it on the Kindle or in the in the app. I might jot a quick note down in a notebook and then not do anything with it. So it doesn't really serve me. It doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't help me in any way to just do that and you know sort of throw it into the bin and hope for the best. Hmm. So I'm I'm giving more thought to the to the Zettelkasten method because it's. I like the idea. I mean, you literally could do it with your favorite product, the the, the simple index card, and a pen you know, and a box. It. You could buy a recipe box and just you know write a note on an index card, throw it in the box, and then yeah. you tag it. You know, according to what the topic is and and you know what it relates to. And then pretty soon, as you start going through these notes, after a while, you start seeing connections, especially as you link the tags together and and bring similar tags together. Uh, the the man who created this, uh, Nicholas Lumen, um, he was able to produce forty books over six hundred papers uh, because the way he linked his notes together, he was able to create new ideas from them and to glean more information than he would have if he had just sort of read the book and and put it aside and read the next book and put it aside. He was able to pull all of this information and all of these connections out by doing it this way, and he was able to produce much more content through his life. A lot of content. Yeah. No, I, I to admit I'm a little uh, a little shocked. Did I hear the word Kindle come out of your mouth? I I bought it a couple of years ago um, because we I was commuting into the city. I wanted something to take with me that wasn't you know an eight hundred uh, an eight hundred page behemoth like a little life or the goldfinch was. Um, and you know I was when I was doing covered I was getting a lot of uh, digital arcs. Um, so they weren't sending me paper copies. They were sending right. me digital Kindle downloads. And I don't like reading on my phone, so it was cheap, and I bought a Kindle just to have it so I could uh, read those books before I did any interviews. Right. It's like learning you're a Gryffindor. Yeah, I'm really not going to get into the whole Harry Potter thing right now. That's a conversation <laughs> for another day. <laughs> now, you talked about um, things that you might want to read later. Um, have you ever done, like, Instapaper, Pocket, that kind of thing? I have. I use Reading List um, quite a bit. I do use uh, this new app, Goodlinks. Um, which is a similar thing. You, it's a, it's basically pocket or Instapaper, and you can tag the articles and you can mark them as read or unread. It's a little slicker than Instapaper was, um, but I I don't really use. Every time I used Instapaper or Pocket or Reading List, I never go back and actually read the thing. Um, right. So I I've been reading a lot of newsletters lately, like the Morning Brew. Um, so if it's like shoved into my face first thing in the morning in my email inbox, yeah, I'll sit down and I'll read it and I'll get a little bit of information. But I don't, I just don't have the time to sit down and go through my back catalog of articles. I, I don't have time to go through my TBR pile on my nightstand. So, <laughs> yeah, I used to call Instapaper, Instapaper and Pocket my guilt list because mm-hmm. I would put things in there that I fully intended to read, something that really grabbed my attention. Right. And then weeks later, I'd realize, oh, my gosh, I haven't looked at this for so long, and I would just feel badly about all this great content that I never got to. And there got to a point where those lists were so long that I just sort of declared instant paper bankruptcy and stopped. Right. And and it's the same thing with, like, highlights in, in Kindle books or, or in, in EPUBs or, or anything. You know, you highlight it, and then it stays in the Kindle. And there are ways to export it. And if you watch August Bradley's tutorials, toward the end, he actually gets into – exporting your reading notes into notion which is really mm. cool and there are there are other applications I ha- i've had a tab open on my um safari for the longest time and i can't remember where it is right now but they're oh readwise um it's an application that will pull your 
highlights in your notes. Um, and you can do this from eBooks and articles. It doesn't have to be on your Kindle, but it will hmm. pull them in and you can tag them and you can make little notes about them. So it's, it's similar to the Zettelcast and where you can pull these, these ideas out and notate them. Um, but you know, you're actually doing something with the information as opposed to just letting it sit in the article itself. Right. So just back to Zettelcast real quick. Um, he was using paper, of course, exclusively, because right. this was such a long time ago. And I'm really compelled by the idea of the little notation he would make in the corners. So how you would know this note is related to note B, which is related to note C. And I know he would break that down to get these pretty elaborate to him codes. Um, it's almost like he built the web before that was even a thing. Or like he built a uh, note a index card wiki. Yeah, you could just go out and find the next card, and next thing you know, he's making all these really interesting connections. It's a really interesting idea. Yeah, it was like his version of the Dewey Decimal System. So, you know, you might say, like, I'm looking at this this uh, article on the forums for Zettelkasten.de. You know, let's mm-hmm. say you're starting with a card called Food. So, Food is one, and then you keep writing about food. So, the next card would be one slash one, and then the card after that would be one slash two, going on and mm-hmm. on. Um, and then on card one slash three about food, you talk about fast food. And so you want to branch out to a new card that's just a fast food card. So that would might be, you know, one slash three A or yeah. one slash or one A, that kind of thing. So it your cards sort of branch out into these little rivers and tributaries based on how how deep into the topic you're going. Neat. It's really neat. Yeah. And, and so eventually I, you get to something that's like 1A, 2BG, 3XC. Yeah. You know, it, it just keeps right. going on and on and on. And at that point, it sounds I feel like a like, Star Wars character. Yeah. It's it's a droid. And then you have no idea, you know, where you are in your system. <laughs> Here comes 1CX3Z uh, mm-hmm. down the hallway with a laser gun in his metallic hand. Right. <laughs> well, like you said, there are, of course, uh, digital alternatives that you can take advantage of today. Um, Rome Research is the biggie. It was. Um, Recently, invitation only for a while, but I think recently that ended, and now you so, can go yeah. and grab it and just start. So yeah. if that's something you're interested in, or one of the other less expensive alternatives that Harry mentioned, uh, give those a try as well. I would also take a look at Drafts, because Drafts now has a, a feature in it where you can do that backlinking. It's two hmm. open, it's two square brackets, and then the word or phrase inside the square brackets, um, it's double square brackets on each end. The word or phrase inside that will link to another draft with that whatever information you want on it. So if I create a draft that just says, you know, uh, money is the root of all evil and then do a square bracket, square bracket, you know, money and then closing square brackets, that'll create a new page called money. And I can link back to that quote from that new page called money. So you have to do the linking manually. You're basically creating your own wiki. But you and you have to do it manually, but it does it does sort of fill that void if you don't want to do the Rome research method. Yeah, nice. Do you remember Yojimbo from Barebone Software? Mm-hmm. It's just like bubbling up into my memory as we're sitting here talking. I, it was sort of a wiki app that oh my gosh, this was many years ago now, so I'm trying to remember that let you store information. It had a like a left hand column like um like the old school iLife apps had where you can look at like your bookmarks or your photos or your notes. And it really was meant to be a repository for all sorts of information. And this is something that just pops into my head as we're here talking. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, there was like delicious library. Yeah. 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 There were circus ponies, notebooks. Like they all fell into that same kind of aesthetic. 
Yep, I remember those. Well, all right, before we get sucked down memory lane, which is so easy to do, um, I want to talk a little about a little bit about the Noguchi filing system. This is pure paper, and it's so achingly simple. I can explain it in just a few minutes. So to get started, you're going to need some of those yellow envelopes. They're like um, I don't know, like nine inches by twelve inches. You know, what I'm trying to say the like the right, like the smallish manila envelopes i guess with the flap that you flap it down you put the little metal pieces butterfly through right so that top part with the flap and the butterfly you cut that right off just get the scissors and lop it off so you just have this open top and now on the right hand side you'll write a little note um, to yourself very short a word at the or two at the absolute most about what's inside and then the date Um, and you put that down on the right hand edge of the envelope if you want to, you can add a little piece of color-coded tape um, on there as well, and then you stick it onto a shelf. Um, so you really don't have to organize or classify or otherwise sort these envelopes. Now, I know it's going to be tempting to do so, but the whole beauty of this system is that it takes care of the organization for you. So as you take the folder off the shelf and use it, um, three things happen. One, the folders you use most often are always replaced on the far left-hand side with that little label and or color-coded piece of tape sticking out. So because you access them regularly, you always know where they are. With time, the project you work on most will be in the leftmost envelope, um, the very far end of your row. The next project that you op- sort of pay attention to second most frequently is the next envelope in the left position, and then so on all the way down the line. The second thing that happens is files you use less frequently, obviously, will migrate towards the middle in the far right. Now, you know how hard it can be to find a paper that you seldom use. I'm the king of piles of paper on my desk. Uh, But the Noguchi system is easy because you know it's not on the left. It's either here or far on the right. Uh, Find a third thing. If we're talking about those files that are far on the right, these are referred to as the holy files or what I would call um, my cold storage files. Um, these are stuff that you never access or you never pay attention to, and they can be safely taken off the shelf, archived away or purged or burned in a funeral pyre out back, whatever you'd like to do. And this prevents the shelf from just getting covered with countless envelopes or requiring you to go to Ikea twice a year to buy a new bookshelf. So it's purely paper and it's purely about what you're working on now. Um, so it's interesting. I worked, I did it for about six months uh, years ago when I was writing for Unclutterer, and I found it really, really useful. It certainly has limitations in a digital world because if you want to do this, you know, fully dive in, you're going to end up printing a lot of stuff and putting it in the envelopes. Um, Obviously, I think when this was developed, um, paper was more popular than digital. uh, You know, so uh, you ended up printing stuff just for the sake of putting it in an envelope. But if you're just looking at a way to quickly, uh, with a reach, grab that piece of paper you want and know exactly where it is, um, it's a good way to go. It, I had fun doing it. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. These these systems, um, this is clearly an analog system, but I could see it definitely being made more digital. You could do it with Hazel. You know, let's say you have a your documents repository, and after 30 days, anything you haven't touched gets automatically pushed to a, a secondary file 
system. Um, mm -hmm. And then after 30 more days, if you haven't touched it, maybe that's something that can be archived entirely. And so it gets moved off into a different directory. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see putting that kind of thing to work. I don't have room for any file folders right now. So I'm trying yeah, to declutter. There's nowhere for me to put them. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to thought, unclutter. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if I haven't tried this, but I thought, what if like in your documents folder, you sort by date modified? Yep. And things would certainly bubble towards the top that way. And, and I do that after, now, yeah. Yeah, a few weeks you'd see what you're working on and what you've been ignoring by just scrolling down to the bottom of the that folder's contents. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. But it's kind of fiddly, and it's all paper. But if you want to give it a shot, even if it's just for a certain aspect of your life, let's say you're involved in something for school or a club or um, a little side hustle or something that you're doing, um, give it a shot for four or six weeks let us know how it goes yeah this this reminds me of um merlin man's 43 folders which yeah started off all of this you know based on the, the getting things done method it was what were the what were the folders originally it was you know i think 31 days for the months and then uh for the days of the month and then 12 more folders for the months of the year I think um, so, yeah. I have. Oh, I'm trying to remember. That was a while ago. Yeah, it's 43folders.com. And then if you go to the slash how to section of the, the site, it, it, there's a whole thing on the hipster PDA, getting started with getting things done, um, how to write sensible email messages. You know, any topic we might cover here, you would probably <laughs> find uh, in, in this site. And, and I still go back to it every now and then because I, I, there's definitely evergreen information in there on how to, to better get a hold of your filing systems, um, your emails, all of that. Yeah, I'm glad Merlin keeps this site up and running. I mean, he, you know, obviously abandoned it a long time ago. Yeah. But I'm glad he kept it available as an archive because, yeah, there's a lot of useful information. Here. I mean, the, the last article he wrote on the site was Instapaper 4, Deciding to Read, published on, <laughs> in October of 2011. So it's been nine years since he last <laughs> published here. But you know what? The, the site is still valuable because get, these methods don't really go out of style. These aren't, they're not really fads. It really just depends on how close you're able to adhere to them and stick to them and if you stick to them great um, and if you can't maybe something else will work better or maybe you can sort of modify one of these systems that works better for you in the long run maybe you don't need to link all of your notes together like Zettelkasten or maybe you want to do one Zettelkasten for one project like your thesis mm -hmm. or a book you're writing or something like that so and same thing with Noguchi maybe you don't need you know, a, a dozen file folders uh, or envelopes with stuff written along the side. Maybe you just want to set up a couple of Hazel rules that will automatically push older files out of your main documents repository into secondary and tertiary and, and archives um, so that you don't have to worry about them anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's really the important thing is understanding how you work best, understanding how you like to work, and then sort of cherry picking A, B, and C and making this wonderful just for you system. I mean, I see the the more you know start going across mm -hmm. the screen in front of me. Yeah, and I, I think there are definitely um, definitely routes that people can take to to research more into this. And I think as we get more into this, as I learn more about Zettelkasten and try to implement it into my life, we'll revisit this topic a little more and more. Um, but you can go to Zettelkasten. It's Z E T T E L K A S T E N dot D E, and this is a whole website dedicated to the Zettelkasten method. Um, it is German, so your browser should hopefully either uh, translate it or you can throw it into Google Translate. Um, there's also 
uh, zettler.com, Z-E-T-T-L-R.com. It's like a Web 2.0 app because there's no vowels. <laughs> and um, <laughs> this is a, a notes app. It uses Markdown, but it's specifically designed for the Zettelkasten method. And they walk you through how to use it. Um, there's two tool tips and tutorials all over the place. There's Rome Research if you want to invest. I believe they give you a two-week trial for free, so you can test it out and, and try it there. There's Obsidian, and we'll put links to all of this in the show notes. Um, yeah. Yep, there's Obsidian. There's Remnote, remnote.io, um, which is a – it's interesting. It takes your notes, and you can create flashcards from your notes. And every couple of days or every couple of weeks, it will pop up a little flashcard tutorial or a flashcard memory thing for you. So it will quiz you on the, the – flashcards you have made already which is kind of cool if you're trying to remember really nice that's actually really cool if you're trying to to memorize quotes or memorize definitions of something and you don't want to physically go in and and test yourself it'll do it for you so that's That's pretty cool (laughs) no that makes me think of when my kids were young and they were studying say spanish we would make flashcards for them and we would tape them all through the house yes you open the cabinet flashcard you open the fridge flashcard lift up the the toilet toilet seat flashcard yep you may not pee until you tell me how to say pickle in Spanish. Right. Or or what is the, the scientific uh, definition of uh, chromium or something? Right, right. You want some iced tea? What's seven times six? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I once saw an alarm clock that would not go off until you solved a math problem. Yes, I've seen that too. I've also that's seen the cruel. one I've seen the one that's on wheels and it'll fly off your bed stand and run around the room until you get up <laughs> out of bed and turn it off. Oh my god. I need that one. Just strap it to a German Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> or my five, my six-year-old. Yeah. Come here, little Timmy. Help Daddy wake up tomorrow morning. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think it's fun and worthwhile, like you said, um, to explore um, alternate systems and maybe even systems that are a little more obscure because there could be one thing that you pick out of there that works absolutely beautiful for what you're trying to do every day. Mm-hmm. And the, going back to the, the article I wrote, you know, remember these systems don't spend so much time on on trying to learn these systems that you actually become unproductive or less productive. Yes, please. That's always that's the golden rule. You know, this is something that you can do on your time off, or maybe if you have a little downtime, you can read a little more on it, or just start doing it. You know, something something like Zettelcast, and you really just need an index card and a pen and a box. You know, you just yep. write down a thought, throw it in the box. Write down a thought, throw it in the box. The more you do it, then dive a little deeper. Start creating reference cards that are bibli- bibliographic cards that tell you where you found the information you're writing down. Um, and you can get more. You can get a little deeper into it the the more you go. It's sort of like learning a new application, like Scrivener. Use mm-hmm. as use as little of it as you can at first, and then start adding a new feature here and there, one at a time, as opposed to diving straight in head first, learning everything at once. Because you're never going to do it that way. Um, right. There are a lot of YouTube tutorials on both the applications that do Zettelkasten as well as the method itself. There are walkthroughs and tutorials on how to implement it more easily in your own daily life. Yeah. Boy, the Germans love long words, don't they? Yeah. Just as many letters as you can cram in. I believe they get quite a bit of schadenfreude out of doing (laughs) that. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Well, if you want to share in our dismay, uh, how can you can reach either of us via our link trees? Yes. I love the link tree. So our, mine is, is this link.tr, how's it work? Dot E-E? I yes. don't remember. Link.tr.ee. And I'm slash David Kahlo, and I'm sure you're slash... HC Marks. HC Marks. So go and find all of our goodies there. You can find the show 
at uh, 5x5.tv slash homework or wherever you get your fresh, fresh podcast. Of course, if you want to be generous and do us a solid, you can leave us either a review or a star rating over in the iTunes or what's it called now? Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Someone did. Whoever gave us that five-star rating, you're a BFF and you, you know who you are. So you go are to bed tr- with a smile on your face. That's right. You are a true Because you have our undying love. Uh, in the meantime, uh, that's it. You know, we're going to have to come up with a sign-off, like a weekly, you know, and that's the news to me kind of thing. <laughs> you don't think it's good when we just go, and that's it. Yep, that's it. Hey, you know, it's the it's the equivalent of, so, anything else you want to talk about today? <laughs> my One no. of my least favorite podcast tropes. When I'm on the phone with my parents and I know they want to be done, my mom just goes, okay. Mm-hmm. And that means I'm done talking to you. Yeah, we'll we'll have to come up with something this week that we can sign off to. Please, yeah. <laughs> we'll next week we'll surprise you well with our fancy professional something. Sign-off. Something like get back to work like that. Right. Until then, um, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>